It is another edition of your favorite podcast. Indeed, it is Quality Hang. I'm Rod Brooks, and as always, I'm joined in this podcasting adventure by the King of New Orleans, the man who is always on the go, but he does not let his mobility stop him yes, sir. from being a part of the Quality Hang podcast. He is my brother, Marcus Osborne. What up, man? What's up, man? You know, I'm dedicated. I'm, I'm so dedicated. Dedicated <laughs> to the game, baby. For sure. <laughs> This is this is my only outlet to say some shit. So, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. You, you, when you used to having your radio show, you get to get some stuff off, and now your only real outlet is to do these shows and to get on social media and start blasting people. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it, with, with both of us being uh, former radio people and being alive to talk about it, you couldn't really be real on the yeah, radio because. It it, it, it was your, it was your show, but it wasn't your radio. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes. So sir. now, when you are freed from those corporate shackles, you could say basically anything that comes to uh, comes to your mind. Although, you know, I I, I, I still resist the urge to be petty um, <laughs> about you're, certain. You're, you're a pro. <laughs> you're a pro. <laughs> I've lost my professionalism in many, many ways. You are oh, still a pro. Man, <laughs> do do I do I want to be publicly petty? Absolutely, <laughs> but I will keep my pettiness private and just get uh, just get a a full uh, a full chuckle. Dude, you know one of the things I've thought about so much over the past. I, I honestly, it's really been hitting me hard the past like month and a half as I listen back to some of these shows. I. I I would love to be doing this on CNN, like a late night CNN show Mm -hmm. and just doing this show on CNN late night. I'm like, you know what? I might have to start reaching out to somebody and say, listen, not for nothing, but your boy might be onto something. And since CNN needs some stuff. Man, CNN is down bad. Yeah, CNN is hot garbage. Yeah, y'all need some things and we can probably help you. We get this late yeah. night thing going, man. I love doing late night talk show. Oh, man. listen, listen, listen. We we could possibly help CNN. We definitely can't hurt CNN, as CNN has already hurt itself. That's true. That's yeah. Um, uh, I got one sports thing today. Lay it on me. And it's about Jordan Poole. Shockingly. Oh, oh man, Jordan Poole. It's, it, that Twitter of him, a picture of him on Twitter, <laughs> you know, in a Washington Wizards uniform, and then there's a side by side picture of him basically doing the same basketball pose oh in a warrior God. uniform. And I said, Oh boy, age like a president over this past year. Because <laughs> Jordan Poole is a rich, successful young basketball player. Yeah. If you look at that picture of him as a Washington Wizard. He is not happy about oh, his lot in life. No, I, I don't care what they try to convince me of. I have my belief that Jordan was not thrilled with this. And those pictures say a thousand words. Now, yeah. he could turn around and fall in love with the whole thing, especially if he turns out to be a superstar, which I guess is entirely possible. I don't see it, but it's quite possible. Uh, and I guess that kind of brings me to my thoughts on Jordan Poole, who I think is a really good player. He's a really good player, and he's, he can be a cog and a key piece on a championship team. I don't know if I see him as your number one guy, and maybe it's because I haven't seen him as that. But don't you think that there are certain things you need to be, and, and it, more than talent, you need to be as your number one guy? And I just 
I don't know if he's there yet. He may become that. I just don't know if he's there yet. No, I mean, I, the only person who thinks that Jordan Poole is the number one guy is Jordan Poole. Mm. I mean, he's he's a, a young, talented, but mercurial basketball player. And it's hard for you to be that dude, to be yep. a number one guy, if you if you have the ups and downs, I mean, literally from possession to possession yep. that Jordan Poole had last year. Yeah. I, I, he, he needs, he needs to mature. Yeah. Um, his game. I'm just we're talking about his game. Yeah, stuff, absolutely. His, his game needs to mature. He, mm-hmm. he needs to be able to deal with the highs and lows, the, the ebbs and the flows. I, but I think what bothered him last year was the fact that he, didn't like coming off the bench. Well, yeah. you know what, dog? That's just that's just part of the deal, man. Yeah. That's just you you're on a squad with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Yeah. And neither one of them dudes is coming off the bench. And yeah. you you can see that Clay is not what he was defensively. You can see that Clay is out there hunting shots and and he's you know, he's got flaws in his game too that have come from you know, from age and injury and maybe a little bit of rust and definitely not uh, mm-hmm. um, practicing over the last offseason yep. post, uh, post-championship beating the Boston Celtics. Yeah. But, hey, man, that's just the way it is, you yeah. know, at, at work. And being a professional basketball player is a job. And sometimes shit ain't going your way. Sometimes the boss man ain't hearing you. But you can't allow that to to impact your play on the court because your play on the court, good and bad, Mm-hmm. impacts four other people yes. on the court at the exact same time. And it yep. also it also impacts, you know, how you guys go about doing things as a unit, um, you know, over the course of a basketball season. So, I mean, you know, listen, it, 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 the, the moral of the story is, is that that all needed to happen the yep. way it happened. Um, you know, once Draymond punched Jordan Poole and the thing was, in my estimation, handled as badly as it was, and then the the season played out the way it played out on the court and off the court, uh, separation between Jordan Poole and the Golden State Warriors had to happen. And it happened. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's going to be best for everybody because it wasn't good for everybody Amen. when they were together. Amen. And I found it interesting that – well, my other thing is that it's I, – I, I honestly think, Rod, that Jordan Poole could have ended up as the starter for the Warriors. I truly believe that if he had played his way into being a starter, there's a really good chance he could have taken that position. But the fact of the matter is, is as as bad, bad a start as Clay got off to, Jordan Poole wasn't no better. Mm-hmm. And I think that if Jordan Poole had shown that he could actually take that job, which is what you got to do sometimes, take that job by showing you're the better player overall, more consistent player, more reliable player, Especially with Steve Kerr, because Steve Kerr said something interesting uh, in one of his interviews a few weeks ago, and I heard someone else kind of confirm it, is that Steve Kerr really, really, really values consistency, knowing what what he's going to get out of a player each night. And let's face it, you didn't get that from Jordan. 100%. Mm -hmm. You didn't know if Jordan Poole was going to be locked in like I said earlier, it could vary possession by possession. It could mm-hmm. be two different trips down the court. And this yeah. is not to shit on Jordan Poole, mm. but this is fact. How many times do we see Jordan Poole cock it up on the offensive end mm. 
And then that very next defensive possession, if you yep. want to call it that, he would <laughs> fuck that up too. <laughs> he and was I, on some James Harden. <laughs> coaches, listen, that will drive them crazy. Yep. You just stinking it up on both ends of the floor. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what got Jonathan Kaminga benched. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's it, it, Jordan Poole dribbling the ball off his leg, playing unintelligently. Yes. Um, you know, throwing the ball away, constantly slipping and sliding. There was out no, of control. I completely out of control. Out of control. Completely out of control. And Steve Kerr hates that. You know who else hates that? Steph Curry yep. absolutely hates that. Yes, he, he hates did. that. He doesn't want to play with yeah. that person, and that's who Jordan Poole was. But it goes back to my original point, mm-hmm. is that Jordan Poole, he needed to grow up last year, but he was not, and this is not Jordan Poole's fault at mm-hmm. all. This is a failing by the Warriors. They're vets and they're coaches, and I'm including, of course, uh, not just Draymond, but mm-hmm. Steph and mm-hmm. Steve Kerr. They didn't have the right environment around Jordan Poole last year to to facilitate his maturity on the basketball court. Yeah, it does. Once, once they, in essence, sided with Draymond in the punch, <clears throat> because not suspending him or not punishing him, you are you are. It's not even tacitly you are siding with Draymond Green. Yeah, that that it was a wrap in terms of them sort of wrapping their organizational arms around Jordan Poole and going, "Hey, man, we love you. We are here for you. We want you to get better." for us, with us, and grow with us. They didn't do right by Jordan Poole by having that kind of atmosphere. And once that was obvious, and to me it was pretty obvious from the from the from the rip, you got the season you got from Jordan Poole, which was a lot of up, a lot of down, but a young man who is just absolutely searching for his place. Yeah, and I, I, I and also the fact that going into the season, he probably thought, as all of us did, that he was going to have this incredible breakout year. Sure, yeah, that, coming that, off a championship. Yeah. yeah, and and I will say, and I also heard someone else say that the issue throughout the year was less to do with Draymond and more to do with Coach Kerr, which is really fascinating. Like what I was hearing them say was that uh, as the year progressed, yeah, he had his issues with Draymond, but the real issue that he was having was with Coach Kerr. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fascinating too. But you know what? I go, clearly there was a divide, and this is this is a failing of management and team and the coaches. There is a divide between the vets and the younger guys. And we mm-hmm. folks that mm-hmm. had been that had been rumored a bit a couple of years ago, and we thought the championship may have sort of smooth that out but as always a championship just you know covers the stank for a little while but eventually it starts stanking anyway yeah and, yeah but everybody clearly had a problem with jordan like the coach did we saw coach visibly have an issue with it. i saw him ream jordan pool after one play and then we saw clay have issues with it we saw even steph get pissed off sure <laughs> so it's interesting that from my standpoint they may have gotten mad but they probably got mad at the wrong points. They probably got mad at the wrong time. I, I, again, I'll, I'll say that the failing by the Warrior organization, front office, middle management, you know, Steve Kerr being middle manager as the head coach and the veteran players is that they did not put forth the right atmosphere to, to, to facilitate Jordan Poole's maturation process and yeah. to do yeah. right by him they this, didn't this is going to be really interesting because uh i think one of the other things 
that's not talked about as much. One of the other things that occurred with Jordan Poole is people knew about him. And suddenly, uh, you know, like they're doing football, oh, now you're on the scouting report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we're going to be studying you and trying to figure out how to defend you. Sure. And I think yeah. he, he wasn't fully prepared for that as well. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I was about to call him the Bullets. We'll see how this goes with the Wizards, uh, <laughs> with Jordan and Kyle Kuzma. There's some talent on the team, but it'll be interesting if they have, if Jordan has taken what he's learned from the Warriors to uh, Washington. I mean, it's it's his team. Uh, he can get up all the shots he wants to get up yep. right now. He can handle the ball and dribble the ball as much as he wants to, and that was part of the reason why Steve mm-hmm. Kerr would be unhappy with Jordan Poole's game. Steve Kerr, and this is not a Jordan Poole-specific thing, Steve Kerr does not like basketball players that dribble, 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 dribble. No. He no. absolutely hates it. He wants no. the ball hopping. Yep. He wants the ball moving. And Jordan Poole was a, you know, these young cats, they like to yep. dribble. Like to show off their handles. Everybody's mama. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Jordan Poole was a dribble, 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 dribble ass dude. Uh, So he'll get to do that in uh, in D.C. And the Wizards will still be a team that absolutely no one has any (laughs) thoughts will be anything close to a playoff team. Definitely a team that makes the playoffs and goes deep. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We've talked about this just from a basketball standpoint. You and I have gone over this uh, a couple of times over the last few months is that it seems like these guys who strictly walk into the game with the Kyrie Irving Mamba mindset where I'm just going to dribble this shit and then get my shot up and then be mad at people around watching you, it seems like those teams don't go anywhere. No, of course and, not, because that's and, not team basketball. It ain't. And unless you got – even even hell, even Kobe Bryant had to realize, oh, okay, it's not just me getting 80 points. I need to have some other people in the squad. I wish I could remember uh, – who I saw this from first, but you know what they call dribble, 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 one-on-one, I'm that dude basketball. They call it do his ass basketball, where it's like, <laughs> where, you know, you at the park or you at some, you know, sort of some rec league game and you got a guy one-on-one, all of a sudden somebody in the crowd goes, do his ass, hook his ass. <laughs> you know, and, and that's fine for that player, but that's horrible basketball yeah. for the four other people that are on the same team as the guy who is the practitioner of do his ass basketball. So, yeah, so I think the Washington Wizards will be the ultimate do his ass basketball team. Um. That's hilarious. I did see this video, and I, I, I don't know if I sent it to you, but I sent this video out to somebody. Uh, it was with Andre Drummond. And it was fascinating because he was talking about how he had to learn that he was humbled. Oh, you uh, did you, send me that, yeah. Okay, okay. He talked about how he was the hundred million dollar player, and then he got mm-hmm. humbled because didn't nobody want to play with him because yeah. he had the attitude of like, "Oh, I can't get my shots up." Oh, I got. He, he wasn't a good teammate. He was and a black I, hole. The ball would go down to yeah. him, and they would never see it again. That's my concern with the guy like Jordan because it's not just the Warriors. I've heard some stuff from other players around the league that talk about that dude that don't like him, and that's a thing. You don't want to develop that reputation as a guy that other folks don't like. Uh, and I mean, like, they, even if they respect you, if they don't like you, it's going to be hard for them to want to play with you, man. No, you, you're 100% right about that. I mean, it's, it, you know, you don't it, want to end up being Rudy Gobert. And yes. I know we're talking about completely different yes. players, completely different skill sets. Perfect but example. Once you get that, uh, that um, reputation as a dude that cats just don't fuck with. Yeah, man. You ain't shaking that reputation. 
hard to do, baby. And it's hard <laughs> to see a guy like that get home. He's like, yeah, I went from a hundred million to like a vet minimum guy. Like, God damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fast, I, how, how, however, um, I, I just kind of on a human empathetic level, I do feel bad for Andre Drummond because it, it, it must, oh, yeah. you know, stink to, to basically see your worth uh, decline and you can track that decline mm-hmm. in a monetary fashion. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Yo, dog, you made a hundred million dollars. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> yes, sir. My, my my empathy is only going to go so yes. far. <laughs> by the by the way, Rod, have some of these some of these contracts that these dudes signed over the past few weeks insane. Like some of these cats getting paid like they Steph Curry's and Kevin Durant's, and I'm like, what? There's a lot of money out there, man. Get out of here! And some of these these are good players, but I'm like Kyrie. I I wouldn't pay Kyrie that kind of money. I mean, yeah, the the market is what the market is, but I would be hesitant to drop that cash on a guy like Kyrie who can't even be counting on to play fifty percent of the season every year for whatever reason. You're right, but you got to spend the money. Got to spend it. Uh, Let's drop. Let's get some other stuff because there are some things that I really found fascinating and that I find fascinating. Uh, the strike, the WGA and the now SAG after yes. uh, a strike. This is amazing. This the is writers amazing. and the performers in Hollywood, and this, the the SAG after folks, the, yes. the the actors and actresses, uh, they just joined uh, the Writers Guild strike today. As we record this episode of Quality Hang on. H Town Day, 713. What? 713, the area code for Houston, Texas. Anyway, what? Uh, shout out to H Town. Ah, ah. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, so the SAG after the actors and actresses, they've joined uh, the fight. And uh, this writer's strike has been going on for a few months. And now that the actors and actresses have joined in to sort of strengthen the picket lines uh, against uh, against the studios, the fall television season, which isn't nearly as big of a deal as it used to be, but the fall Facts. television season, which starts in late August, really gets going in mid-September. Uh, it is absolutely in uh, in jeopardy because oh, it yeah. sure seems like the writers and the performers are very serious about uh, getting themselves a fair and equitable contract from Disney and yes. Netflix and yes. Apple and yes. Warner and Fox, yes. just to go on down the list. Talk to them, right? I mean, I, I, uh, I am a, uh, obviously I'm a member of the of the union, but I am squarely on the side of labor in this one because isn't it weird, right, that we live in a country where whenever these fights take place, it seems like when Americans jump on the side of the businesses and the billions. Oh yeah, it happens in and sports all the time. It's so weird. Like these companies are making Apple is the most valuable company on the planet worth a trillion dollars. So the money that these actors and these directors, well, the directors already got their money, but these actors and these writers are asking for is a pittance. And on top of that, as, as is always the case when it comes to uh, labor business uh, battles, the business is making all their money off the work of the labor and fucking stingy. Yep. Where they don't want to share in that in the fruits of that labor. Like, goddamn, yep. they're not even, they're not asking for the world. They're asking for a fair share. The fact that these writers, I don't know if you know any writers, uh, but they don't make no money. <laughs> they don't make no money. Like, you're better off getting in radio 
<laughs> you, you Bishop, get it radio. This guy get crazy now. You ain't making no money unless you because you think about it, they get paid per job. Mm-hmm. They get yeah. paid per job. They get paid every time they turn in a script. That's what they get, and they get uh, some residuals, and those residuals end after a few years as well. And now that you have the streamers, they get no residuals from streamers. Nope. They get nothing from that. So when a show like Ozark or Stranger Things blows the fuck up, and you get billions of people around the world watching, and these cats get nothing from it. Nope. Nothing. And now the stuff that these actors and actors are fighting for, they, like I guess these new contracts that uh, that the bit that the uh, that the producers want to, want them to sign, all say that they want to use their likeness, aged or de-aged, in perpetuity, whether they are alive or not. Yep. Sam Jackson's like, yeah, I see that. I see that in my contract. I just X that shit out. I was dying laughing. <laughs> so I just X that out. But this is crazy. They want something for virtually nothing. Which and people are going. These actors are greedy. These writers are greedy. Y'all don't know what these cats make, and you only see the people at the top of the food chain. Ninety-nine percent of the people in those two professions aren't making near that amount of money. Yeah, I mean it's it's another example of the corporations basically hoarding all of the money. Mm-hmm. And not sharing it with the labor force. And yes, that is a tale as old as time. Um, and it's a it's it's a fight that hopefully we continue to see fought. And when I say hopefully, not because I want more labor strife, yeah, but it's because I want the unions to continue to be robust and strong. Yes. And when they have to fight these battles, like we're currently seeing with the writers and actors and actresses of Hollywood, or when we yeah. see in sports between you know the various players associations of of the the major sports and the owners of the sports um we 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 need yeah i'm pro union we need our unions to be strong we need our teachers yes. unions we need our teachers unions to be just as strong yep. as our police unions yes sir um we we need all of them to to stand up because if left unchecked the 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 CEOs and the boards that they are um, in charge of and the stockholders of these big corporations, they are going to continue to try and squeeze as much profit mm-hmm. as they can out of their businesses. And the number one way to make sure you are profitable is to what? Keep labor cost down yeah best way to keep labor costs down is to either not pay the labor what they should earn based on their 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 output based on their work output or and we see this in all sorts of uh, of of walks of life you just start cutting the workforce yeah you just start cutting the workforce yeah and what what these hollywood studios would love to be able to do they would love to be able to get AI, artificial intelligence. Oh, are you kidding? To write all of their shows. Of, of course they would. Of course they would. And they'd like to be able to have them act too. They like to be able to do every, everything. Everything. You get to pay that for everything. But, you, you don't. You don't have to worry about actors and actresses. Yeah. You don't have to worry about them needing health care or them needing anything. You know, from a human care standpoint, if none of your actors and actresses are human, I Wild. wonder. I wonder, and I'm, I'd be curious to hear your hypothesis as to why our nation has such a love affair 
with millionaires and billionaires and the folks who are doing the work are seen as greedy but like you get a bob like bob Iger who is making probably upwards of 80 million dollars a year but he's not overpaid um we i i said this in an earlier podcast that we did and and i believe this um we as americans are so susceptible to being led by fascist people or falling in love with fascist ideals because we can be very unintelligent and dumb is strength. And for dumb people, when you get enough people to go along with the idea of, no, it's easier if, if we are told what to do instead of us actually being individuals and having our own free will that 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 being told what to do that basic tenet of fascism is very very comforting to people because there are a lot of people here who are not smart yeah i say all that to say we believe that people who are rich people who are successful people who are businessmen and women we and this is this is because rich people have a nice little PR machine. Yeah. We tend to look at them as paragons of 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 virtue and success. We look at them as very intelligent people who pick themselves up by their bootstraps and 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 they're just hardworking yeah. business owners and they're just they're just hardworking bosses. And we the employees we're just rabble rousers. We yeah. we want we want extra long lunch breaks and we want crazy personal time off and and employees will do whatever they can to not work which is of course if you have any semblance of a working brain you know that's not true but for some odd reason and we see this in politics where we as a people are real good in 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 voting against our own self-interest it's amazing how many people who are compared to ceos and titans of industry very poor it's amazing how we see ourselves in them when we couldn't be more different than Bob fucking Iger. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you know god. what I mean? Yes, so we sir. just so so we look at somebody, and and again, this this happens in sports. We look at someone who owns a football team and go, "Well, you own a football team. That's only one of thirty-two of the most valuable properties in the United <laughs> States and, and right. in the world. You right. must be very smart." Let me tell you something. I've met owners. Yeah, I know them. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed how not smart oh, they are. Freak. They didn't pull themselves up by their bootstraps. A lot of these people inherited either the teams that they now run or they inherited the money that helped them buy the teams That's that it. they now run. But we as Americans, because we believe in the American dream and we believe that that uh, uh, businessmen and and CEOs are 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 they're the top of the food chain. We bought it hook, line, and sinker, yeah. and it's comforting to us because a lot of us just ain't very smart. And they just uh, there's something that something about this country that simply does not value people earning money, earning a living. I I, I don't know if you caught Rand Paul's little rant the other day. Where he talked that Rand Paul is uh, uh So you mean his uh, racist rant? Oh I yeah. oh I caught it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Con- I think he's a Kentucky congressman. Uh, senator from Senator, the, Senator. Not so great Commonwealth of Kentucky. Oh, and he and the the bullshit he was spouting about the 
how I'm like, my God, why are you so angry that these black men are making money from their athletic ability in college? He's mad that college athletes now can make money off their name, image and likeness. And I'm paraphrasing the racist thing he said, but he said, you know, we're making rap stars now yeah. instead of basketball stars. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I wish your neighbor would have beat your fucking yeah. throat in so you wouldn't talk. <laughs> it's so in- I'm like, I was like, wait a minute. He goes, uh, I, we used to love seeing amateurs play like what? No, you didn't. The, you knew these dudes were getting paid before. These were not amateur amateurs. Like, come on, man. Who are you kidding? You won't want to see these black men making this money. That's what. That well, is. he 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 and many others loved it when they could control the athletes. Yep. Now you can't control them because yep. they're in control of their name, their image, and their likeness. Bomani Jones says this: mm. It's the keep them broke mentality. Yes. If you keep them broke, you keep them under control. Yes. It's the, listen, man. You read if if, if if you read Pimp by Iceberg Slim, I you did. know. If you give hoes money, they'll lose their minds. And that's what they think of us. They think if the American people, in this case, these college athletes, these black men, Mm -hmm. if you give them money, then they become dangerous. And they don't want us to be in control and be dangerous. This is facts. And this all ties into, of course, the affirmative action ruling by the Supreme Court a few weeks ago as well. All of this ties into basically how can we do things to keep these people down yep. and not give them the equal opportunity to everybody else. And I, I saw the number where they talked about legacy students at, at, a, at Harvard. 43% of them are legacy students. Like, wow. Yep. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's all by design. It is of course absolutely it is. all by design. Of course it um, is. I did some flying recently. Oh, here we go. And uh, <laughs> 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 and, and, and I was reminded of this because of the video that was making the rounds of the woman who walked off the flight, <laughs> but been told to get off the flight. And as she walked off the flight, she turned around and she was like, hey, y'all can stay on this plane if you want to. But that motherfucker back there is not real. Uh, clearly, this woman uh, was on some sort of mind-altering substance. She yes. was she was seeing ghosts, and I, I I you know did some flying basically around the same time that that uh, that video came out, and it it not necessarily reminded me of something, but it it. it the video confirmed what I saw that there are a lot of people flying around this great country. Yes, they are. Who are fucking stoned out of <laughs> their minds. There was a guy on one of my flights. I could tell when he got on <clears throat> that there was something wrong. And I, I mean, he, he, because like he walked behind me, I, sat down first he walked behind me and then i could hear the stewardess saying sir you're gonna have to sit down you're gonna have to find a seat he was he was basically just pacing in the aisles oh shit um and and so the flight was uneventful right yeah but as soon as the wheels hit the ground oh lord and he was a couple of rows behind me the 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 belt comes off 
the seatbelt gets unbuckled and he stands up to the point where the, the flight attendant has to say, please sit down until we get back, until we get to the gate. Mm. She had to say it three times. Oh, my God. Right. And eventually he he did. So anyway, we finally get to the gate and I hear him just mumbling. I got to get off this plane. I got to get off the plane. I got to oh. get off this plane. Oh, shit. And so people, you know, and I'm, I'm sort of in the middle over the wing. He's five to 10 rows behind, but I can hear him. Say, I got to get off. I got to get off this plane. Bullshit. And then I hear a little commotion behind me. And so he's <clears> basically <throat> just he's elbowing his way through the plane. And then one guy him, and another guy kind of got into it. So by this time now, he's almost right over my shoulder. So I turn oh. around and I look just to see what's going on. Right. Cause you know, a shit about to jump off. What's what's popping? I turn around and I look and I see your boy, and he is just an absolute mess. And our oh. our, our eyes locked, oh. and his eyes were a shade of red that <laughs> I have never seen in someone's eyes. And just the look of just he, it was the look of a guy who had done too much of something <laughs> probably too many edibles got on a plane and as soon as he walked on the plane he just started freaking the fuck out oh, and then Jesus. he was just trying to escape so you know nothing happened but i, I could just tell because <clears throat> listen i've gotten too high before too not gotten on an airplane <laughs> but i've gotten too high before too i could just tell that homie was too high and then so as i was making my way back here just watching people and i'm like that guy stoned. That lady stoned. <laughs> that per- and I'm just like, these people are all. And listen, I don't care what you do. It ain't none of my goddamn business. Do all the drugs you want to do. But it did get me to thinking. And you know, again, based on my experience, what I saw, and then the video of this woman. And then how many videos do we see? It seemed like we see one a week, two a month, where somebody is on a plane acting a fool. Yeah. And just like, it's it's not it's not booze. It's all drugs all the and other shit all weed because and again i'm all for legal marijuana it's i'm 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 an advocate for it even if i don't use it but hey man fucking gummies and and, and edibles like it ain't like i'm gonna smoke a joint or I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna smoke a blunt yeah like people taking constant because you know cbd and it's gonna yeah. calm you down and help you sleep but if you don't really know what the fuck you doing yes. and you just all of a sudden take gummies or you just down an entire edible, yo, man, that shit will have you talking to the ancestors before you know it. <laughs> and I'm telling you, dog, there are people who have whatever anxiety, whether it's about flying or just general life anxiety. Yeah. There are people who are trying to self-medicate and deal with the anxiety by dealing uh, by uh, taking, uh, you know, marijuana edibles or whatever and they don't know how to handle that concentrated weed and they're going to airports and it is kicking their ass i have not noticed it but now i will start paying attention uh i it'll 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 be like the the arrow in the fedex logo (laughs) in the negative space once you see it you'll never unsee it once you start to figure out how to spot people who are high at an airport or on a plane you'll be able to pick it's like having high dar you'll just you'll you'll be able to just immediately zero in on people and go that dude right there is tripping balls people need to learn to pay i mean it's like alcohol you need to know your limits you need to know but but alcohol will tell you it'll tell you 
if you're doing too much. Smoking weed, <laughs> it'll tell you if you're doing too much. But hey, man, how many times have we heard the story of somebody like, I took an edible, edible yep. and that edible ain't shit. So yep. I ate either the rest of the edible yep. or the other edible, <laughs> and then you fucking, you were zooted out of your mind. Yep. Hey, man, gummies and edibles and shit, if you don't know what you're doing, leave it alone, you man. will get fucked up. <laughs> you know what, Rod? You bring, you bring up an issue that I think is actually kind of interesting because I was reading an article uh, a couple of weeks ago that talked about the, the airplane rides in general have become more and more rife with incidents of just like public silliness and crazy. I, I'm like, it's, it's starting to become the bus is basically what I'm saying. Like, Absolutely. It's just, just, I mean, people are doing like the, they're acting like they're on fucking AC Transit or something in Oakland, and like you, you can't ring the bell and get off. You have to fucking <laughs> sit, on the, sit on the plane, be a grown up, and just fly home. But people are losing their minds. I don't know if it's because airline, air, air, uh, air travel has become cheaper, and like any old body can get tickets. But man, dude, I have seen so much crazy shit. So many incidents between uh, flight attendants and customers going on now. It's insane no it's it's wild man it's absolutely wild and you know with the airline industry being you know all the creature comforts and all that stuff that's gone that's you know oh, yeah. flying is not <coughs> special anymore nope. um you know and, I, and i'm not you know wistful but like it should we should all be wearing suits and we should act a certain <laughs> way like now nah, I'm, I'm 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 not on some of that uh type of shit my, but just my whole thing is it's just an observation that we we and it, it, it's sort of the natural progression of it and again i'm take what you want to take i don't care but as someone who has experience with drugs good experiences and bad experiences the the idea that we can now get edible uh uh, uh marijuana or you know gummies or whatever and it's all concentrated the fact that we can get that easy without you know without supervision or without a, a doctor's uh prescription and there's a lot of people yep. who are kind of doing this shit for the first time they're experimenting and they don't know like hey man via con dios homes cause... <laughs> 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 I, I mean yo man. Hey, listen dog i mean you know, it used to be, man, you get too high and you go outside and get some fresh air. Well, you're not going to do that in an airport and yet <laughs> damn show ain't going to do it on an airplane. So, man, <laughs> just being in the in the grips of a fucking of being too high on an airplane. Psh, I'm cool. I, I got two Lord more things. Have I wanna, mercy. I got two more things I want to hit you with before we get out of here, Rod. Yep. First of all. Allegedly, Jamie Foxx has been seen in public a couple of times in the past. I week. saw that. Or is it Jamie Foxx? Because that's the conspiracy theory: is that it's not really him. Is oh, that Lord. it's somebody? Some. <laughs> oh Jesus! We just we can't we can't take good news, all right, and just be like, oh, this is fucking great. It's got to be something. All right, and you like you know it's, J Jamie Foxx is, is is hospitalized. What happened? Oh, we don't know. But man, my sister's boyfriend told me that that P Diddy tried to get him killed. Which, by the way, that is an actual rumor that is floating yes. out there in the streets. Is that Jamie Foxx and P Diddy are having some sort of lovers' quarrel? Oh my and God. P Diddy, 
Sean Puppy Combs has tried to kill him. Oh my we, god. He just Jamie Foxx just couldn't happen to have a serious <laughs> medical emergency. And now that it seems like he's not going to die and Jamie Foxx has been seen in public, it can't just be, well, isn't that great news? Jamie oh Foxx seems like he's going to be okay, and maybe one day he'll share with us what happened. No, it's got to be, nah, man, that's a clone. That ain't Jamie Foxx. they just trying to trick us. <laughs> right. Open up your third eye, son. And Damar Hamlin, he's a clone, too. He oh died on the field. Like, just can we just enjoy some good fucking news? And the problem is, Rod, they think that you're the problem. Right. I'm, yeah, you're the, I'm you're crazy. the crazy one. Oh, right, right. man. You fell for that game, man. You fought. Open your eyes, brother. Open you your believe eyes. believe anything the white man tells you about what's happening with Jamie Foxx? <laughs> I'm like, come on, like, man. Like, no, I just, I just see with my own eyes. Sometimes shit just... is just exactly what it is. Yeah, like, I just kind of assume that no, nobody's really, like, God, who's damn. got time to find a Jamie Foxx body double for all this like this this not, not only does this not seem plausible this seems wildly unnecessary yeah <laughs> the I president have, doesn't even have a fucking body double what are we I, talking about i have my own not a conspiracy theory but i do have my own uh speculation as to what's what's going young anymore Oh, no, no. I mean, Jamie's, what, mid-50s, bad yeah, minimum, maybe I, even older. I, I was going to say, I think he's older than us. And yeah. uh, But he stays out. He stays out there partying hard, and he's making a gajillion movies. I think he's in, like, three, four movies in the last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I feel like maybe do, because this happened when he was on the set shooting another film. So I feel like maybe all that shit cut up to him. And he had some kind of stroke or seizure or whatever. Sure. It was. And then yeah. the, the doctor said, listen, brother, you got to slow your life down. Got to chill out. Yep. Got to chill out, man. You got to, I mean, listen, is it possible that a man in his mid to late 50s, a black man yeah. in his mid to late 50s had a stroke is that entirely possible, Marcus? Yeah, it, it, I guess not. Nah, to that's the craziest shit I've ever heard. No, no, no. A black man in his 50s, close to 60s, having shit, a stroke? Dude. Ah, that's, come on, man. What are, you, what, what are you telling me? And, you know, Jamie be out there partying. Like, Jamie, yeah. Jamie parties like he's 22. And, and Jamie been doing that. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, this brother been out here doing this for 25, 30 years. I do think at some point your body tells you, yeah, you can't be doing this no more. Because all the shit you see him doing now, he's just riding along on his boat. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> doing some real low-key shit. M- miniature golf. <laughs> Very low-energy stuff. Yeah, I get it. Oh, oh, look, Jamie Foxx is at a petting zoo. How nice. Look at that. Kevin Hart out there fucking racing cars and shit. <laughs> and Jamie Foxx is at a quilting bee. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, hey man, it's I mean it's it's good, you know. I mean it's, yeah. it's listen, I, and yeah. I will say this about Jamie Fox is that as hard as he parties, you just detailed it. Mm-hmm. He works just as hard too. Yes, sir. I, I mean, I don't I don't yes, think sir. that there's anything wild or crazy about what we are speculating. Yes, to be sir. honest about with Jamie Fox and what Jamie Fox is is 
you know, is doing right now or going through right now in the bits and pieces of footage that we've seen. So, and I think that also low key, uh, this is, this goes back to a certain mindset that those of us who have sort of grown up a certain way, especially a country boy coming out of Texas, uh, I, he probably is in the mindset like I got to make sure I'm always getting this money. One hundred percent. Let me tell you something. When you go from nothing mm-hmm. to something, mm-hmm. um, you are always afraid. Yes, sir. always. And yes, sir. I, I'm I'm speaking from the experience. I'm not yeah. as successful as Jamie Foxx by any stretch of the imagination. Sure. But, but you know, I've, I get it I've, though. I've, I have and currently achieving things in my life that I dreamed about and some things I didn't dream about, but you are always worried that, and it's an irrational fear, sure especially is. when you are Jamie Foxx's uh, age and, and his, sure. net um, worth. Of his net worth and, and he's accomplished all that he's accomplished in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry, but you're always afraid of, man, this shit could end tomorrow. And I'm back where yep. I started. It's yep. it's like I said, it's it's not necessarily the most rational fear, but not all fears for all people have to be rational. So I've heard mm-hmm. The Rock talk about this. Oh, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. He's like, I, the reason I work so hard is because I didn't come from anything mm-hmm. and I don't ever want to go back to that again. I, you know, without knowing Jamie Foxx, the only thing we got in common is that we black and both from Texas is yeah, yeah. that, uh, Hey man, you work hard to, it's hard to get here. Why would you ever stop doing the thing that got you to this point? And I tell you what, that mindset is why Jamie Foxx, I forget his real name. It's not Jamie Foxx. I'm sure I'm just uh, shocking some people. Uh, from Terrell, Texas, that's why he, the guy who was buns yep. in, <laughs> in Booty Call, the guy who played Wanda on Living Color, that's why he, Jamie Foxx, is an Academy fucking award yes. winner. Yes. And that's one why. The, one of the most talented human beings this world has ever to, known. To ever exist, yeah. flat out. And I'm saying ever, yes. And, you know, I want to point out something else because a lot of people don't really understand this because they're probably not in the proximity in the world that you and I have been in where we can be close enough to some of these folks to actually get to know some of them. But there is the myth that people like Jamie Foxx are just rich and they that they all they only understand what it's like to be rich. Like, nah, man, most of these artists, they came from nothing. There's some, there's some Nepo babies out there, but on, when it comes to these cats in the arts, most of them came from nothing. Yeah, and particularly when it comes to actors and some of these singers and rappers, they come from nothing. So they ain't out here like getting handouts and none of that bullshit. They actually had to bust their ass. That's why I'm always so happy when one of these artists is super duper successful because they had to bust their ass to get to that. Somebody like Jay Z, who is a billionaire, somebody like Oprah or Tyler mm-hmm. Perry, these people are billionaires now and they busted their fucking ass to do it. Can I tell you, that's one of my problems, not that he cares and he shouldn't, but that's one of my problems with Drake. You can miss me with that. We started from the bottom. Now we here. Motherfucker, yeah. you ain't start from no bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Now, good. Now, compared to where you are, where yeah. you started. Yes. There is a massive gap between playing a, a disabled kid <laughs> on a television show yeah. to being one of the most streamed artists of all time, being the most popular artist of all time and being yeah. very rich. Uh, uh, artist as Drake is, there's a massive gap from where he started to where he is right now. But you can mm-hmm. miss me with that. I started from the bottom. Now yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Like, nah, 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 son. You started from compared to where a lot of people yeah. started, like, as you mentioned, Jay-Z and Jamie Foxx, today, yeah. two obvious examples. 
Um, you, you, now nah, they came from from bottom. No, they yeah. came from they nothing. came from the gutter. Yes, the rock sir. came from nothing. Yes, sir. You dog mm-hmm. came from a, a a life of middle class Canadian privilege. Get yeah, out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> the fuck oh, on out of here. You know who else has done that? And I hate. And maybe this is one of the. Re- I respect it, but I, but I don't compare. Like when people make these comparisons between. Uh, Beyonce and Taylor Swift. I'm like, I respect both games, but Beyonce, Beyonce's hustle a little bit different than Taylor Swift's hustle since she had a whole rich ass family that was taking care of her and funding her all of her shit and these trips to Nashville and all this shit. It's a whole different. Her daddy's rich, a millionaire. It's it's a different game for some of those folks, like the Drakes. Some of those folks do have the hand up. They do have the Nepo babies of the world. But in general, particularly when it comes to rappers and some of these actors, people think Brad, Brad Pitt was dirt poor. This motherfucker moved to Hollywood from Kansas didn't have shit. Brad Pitt. Who is an excellent actor, by the way. I watched Seven again for the... Uh... What's in the box? Oh, man. I still think that's like the best Brad Pitt performance ever. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I'm not disagreeing with you. You know what? You know what? I like Brad Pitt in California. Oh that shit! Movie? Oh, that's my a good gosh. one. That's, that's that's back. That's back. That when might you be it, Brad, right? That's when you watch Brad Pitt back then. You go, there's something wrong with that boy. Yeah, that that <laughs> that's, that's, wrong that's that it. Boy. That's the one, right? <laughs> that is the one. Yeah. I, I mean, sure, he's acting, but he's reaching something <laughs> that's inside of him. <laughs> Is Brad Pitt fellow. Uh, one name? I got to keep my own. God, early. His name was Early. Yes. Yes. Early. Yes. Early. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Like, yeah. damn, dude, you're one of the few people who's actually seen that movie. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, it made an impression on me. I'll never forget it. Oh, I, I think, absolutely never forget it. That movie's fucking great, dude. It's a great you, movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Holy California shit. with a K. Watch it. Oh, if you haven't seen it, check that out. Literally yeah. one of Brad Pitt's best performances of all time. And, and, and if you don't know young Brad Pitt, you don't kind of know Ooh. how almost elder statesman Brad Pitt, yeah. you look at young Brad Pitt and go, yeah, that's uh... <laughs> He's different. That fellow there had some things going on in his head that uh, lucky for him, he was able to get out via the world of acting. Because if there wasn't any acting in Brad Pitt's future, I'm not necessarily sure that he'd be the type of cat you uh, really want to fuck with. Um, Over the past few months. Yes. I have taken time on this podcast to warn um not just the listeners, but consider this a warning to all humankind. Uh, the animal world is done with our bullshit. Here we remember, go. Remember in the, the late winter and spring, we had animals escaping from zoos. That's right. And shit. Right? Go back and check uh, episodes from this past year. There were several, like four in a row where we had like crazy shit happen with animals. Shit was happening. Or, you know, people was trying to, to steal animals and stuff yeah. and then the animals would get... Folks, we need to pay attention to the context clues around us. Mm. I referenced this on, on last week's show. Orcas. Yeah. Okay? Killer whales. They're not whales. They're dolphins. They're giant black and white dolphins <laughs> that are very, very intelligent. And also, they're assholes. Yeah. All right? They're, 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 they're assholes individually. And when they get together, it's, it's orcas. It's a pot of assholes. And there have been <laughs> documented cases, and not just the you know stories 
All right. You know, yeah. short stories. This ain't Moby Dick. This, yes. We get video of orcas attacking boats, mm-hmm. not little dinghies. Yeah. Okay. Not sailboats, big ass boats attacking these boats specifically the rudders the steering mechanisms of these big ass boats uh-huh. because scientists marine biologists are saying that the orcas are so intelligent what they are hypothesizing he tried to say is that orcas saw one of their own be killed by these boats the <clears throat> rudders and they are attacking in revenge for their fallen fellow fish or mm. not fish because they're mammals and they're following federal water mammals and they're also you know basically you know taking out their aggression on the thing that killed their homie yeah yo that should be frightening as fuck yes to dude. everybody that these giant intelligent water mammals yes. are getting together and saying nah 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 fuck this <laughs> we catch these motherfuckers on these boats we gonna do something about it. that that should be more frightening than, oh, my God, there's a shark down there. Here's another story, which lets you know that we as human beings, anytime we get off land, we are a double-digit underdog yes. to sea life. Stop it. Monterey Bay, okay, here in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area. I know Monterey is a little bit south of Bay Area, but humor me here. There is a sea otter. Why do you think sea otter? Oh, cute sea yep. otter, right? They float on their backs. You know, they, they eat clams they off do their tricks. bellies. My <laughs> sea otters are so cute. There's a sea otter that has been menacing surfers in Monterey Bay. And then we say menacing is the sea otter going up to them and like, you know, making faces at them. No, the sea otter is taking the surfboards away from surfers Dude. in Monterey Bay. Dude. We got, we got we got sea otters out here who believe that they're Debo from Friday. <laughs> and there is footage, you can Google it, of the sea otter basically punking these surfers for their surfboard and either biting the surfboard or getting on the surfboard literally saying, this is my surfboard now. Hey, man, we need to be paying attention. Oh, shit. This is my board, punk. The animals. <laughs> hey, man, the animals on land and now the animals at sea, they are tired of our bullshit. Keep your head on a swivel. See, right. Don't get got by any of these animals who are finally tired of human beings being human beings. See, you ain't got to tell me, Rob. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know for years. So mm-hmm. like, like, uh, I've run into a bunch of folks who are of the ivory persuasion and they <laughs> would, they love to talk about, I want to go swim with the orcas. Get and the I'm fuck like, out of here. You're out of your goddamn mind. Nope. Swim with the orcas. Nope. Are you crazy? Nope. I want to go swim with the orcas. I want to go swim with the whales. For nope. what? They're nope. curious. They're really soft. And they're sweet. These motherfuckers don't know you. They don't owe you. They're not trying to have you all up in their shit. Like, y'all think this shit is a game. It's not a game. You're in the I, wrong hood, homie. No, son. But <laughs> like I said, as soon as human beings, okay? we Listen, when we go into the forest, depending on what we have on us, we can be a three-point favorite. Yeah, we can be a three and a half point underdog, right? <laughs> if I got that thing on me and I walk into the forest, there's a really good chance that I'm going to win the game. Yes, but if I if I ain't got that boomstick on me, I go into the forest. 
And all of a sudden, if a bear's like, oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, it's well, a wrap for me. That's it. What's that? It's claim? over. It's <laughs> over, right? It. But, but when we go into the water, Mm-mm. especially if we are just diving down there because we want to be one with the fishes, Mm-mm. as soon as you are up to your fucking knees, you as a human being, the Vegas odds have you is a seven point you are a full <laughs> touchdown underdog as soon as you walk into the ocean and the deeper into the ocean you go no comebacks the bigger underdog you are okay <laughs> smart money is coming in on the sea creatures okay i don't play with these sea creatures man i don't be messing with these things i'm I no mean, like, I think about like I'm like well, um, I don't want to get stung by no jellyfish. And the thing is, why like, people make a lot of this act like I'm crazy. Like this is one of those instances where they try to make me like I'm the crazy one because no. I don't because I don't want to be in the middle of the ocean with these creatures. No, cra- you're crazy. This is not your land. There's footage I saw yesterday of surfers down at San Onofre Beach, which is a little bit south of L.A. Uh, in between uh, uh, L.A. and San Diego, it's a popular surf spot, and somebody had a drone. And there were surfers out there just sitting on their boards, mm. legs dangling in the water, mm. while there was at least one mm. legitimate great white shark literally just swimming under them. They couldn't see it. The oh, drone could no. see it because it was so high. Mm-mm. The shark was just swimming under <laughs> these surfers, right? They had no idea that there was a fucking great white shark <laughs> swimming below them at this surf spot. No, no Listen. I snowboard, okay? But if you told me that me snowboarding, there's a chance that a fucking bear could jump out and just eat my head like it's a candy, would I snowboard anymore as much as I love it? Absolutely not. No, of course you not. wouldn't. Because you're not I'm snowboarding. Good. You're not snowboarding with polar bears. You're That's snowboarding with people around. With, with people around, right? <laughs> But if there was a chance that I would get attacked by some woodland creature that does not want me there for oh some reason, God. or it desires me to to satisfy its hunger when it does see me, I'm done. I'm no longer snowboarding. Surfing, knowing that there's great white sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I, I Hell get, no. I give the side eye to folks all the time when they come talking about let's go jump in the ocean and swim with these uh with no. these with these whales, like brother, you got the wrong cat. Right. No. So hey, listen, you know, just you do you. All yeah. right. You do you. Yeah. But go ahead. Me? Give me your con- give me your emergency contact, and then you go ahead and jump in there. And I'll hey, talk man, to I'm you later. From, I'm from the hood. Okay. <laughs> it's it, it's you know, life it's life's hard enough as it is. I'm not Facts. going to do something to make it harder. Facts, you know. <laughs> there you go, kids. <laughs> it's another edition of your favorite podcast, Quality Hang. It is not just the name of it. When we get together, indeed, it is a Quality Hang. Make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter and all the socials. And shoot us an email at qualityhangpod at gmail.com. My brother, Stone Groove, as always. Yes, sir. Let's do it again next week. All right, let's do it. All right, everybody. Be good. Be good at it. See you.